Welcome to the Work Positive Podcast with your host, executive coach and culture architect, Dr. Joey Fawcett. Discover strategies and tactics that work positive as Dr. Joey talks with industry leaders who create a positive work culture that attracts top talent and reduces team turnover. Discover how you can create a work positive culture that increases productivity and profits. Here's your host, Dr. Joey. Hey, Work Positive Nation. Anytime that you meet someone who bases their entire work in creating a positive work culture around a quote from Aristotle, you know it's going to be a good day, right? And uh, so here's his favorite Aristotle quote. Pleasure in the job puts perfection in the work. And when was the last time you heard a CEO say something like that? That that's his favorite quote, right? Hopefully your CEO says that. Well, today's guest, that's his his favorite quote, his mantra, the mantra of which he's built the company and been chairman and CEO of, of his current company for 25 years. Now, I had a personal connection with today's guest long before I met him today. And that's because uh, if you've read Work Positive Team Edition, you know that I live on a little farm and a lot of my learning moments occur right here on our little farm and working around the little farm. So we have a rule around our little farm, and that is that you keep a roll of duct tape and a can of WD-40 in every single barn and with every single tractor, ATV, everything that runs because we have to keep stuff held together with the duct tape and then we keep the stuff moving with WD-40. So if I'd told you Work Positive Nation before you began listening to this podcast today, that the CEO chairman of WD-40 would be on the Work Positive podcast and that Aristotle coined his favorite quote, what would you have said? That would have just expanded your paradigm of what work's all about, right? Well, the whole mission of WD-40 is to create pleasant life experiences for all of us to create lasting memories for us. WD-40 has done that for me. What about you? How many cans you got around your place, right? Today's guest work positive nation. Say hello with me to Gary Ridge. Gary, thank you so much for being on the work positive podcast. Oh, g'day, Joey. It's great to be with you. Let me give you my official, if I may, introduction. Oh, would you please? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I'll stand up straight. You ready? Yeah. 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 G'day. I'm Gary Ridge. I'm a consciously incompetent, probably wrong, and roughly right chairman and CEO of WD40 <laughs> Company. <laughs> well, work presentation, as you can tell, I learned right away, humility and compassion are two of Gary Ridge's core values. Well, how do you get to be chairman and CEO of a company saying that? I mean, how did you get to be chairman and CEO at WD-40, Gary? Well, back in uh, 1987, I was in my homeland of Australia. I worked for the distributor of WD-40, and um, I uh, got the opportunity to open our Australian subsidiary. The The licensee was coming to an end, and uh, I'd met the folks at WD-40 because I'd travelled over to San Diego to attend sales meeting as the representative of the licensee, and I got a phone call one day, and it kind of went like this. Hey, Gary, this is Jerry. Hi, Jerry, how are you? Hey, we want to open a subsidiary in Australia, we really want to get serious about building our global business. Would you consider joining us and doing that? And funnily enough, Joey, my father was an engineer. He worked for one company for 50 years. And I said to him, Dad, I've been asked to go and work for WD-40. What do you think? And he gave me some advice. He said, you can't go wrong with that stuff, son. He was right. (laughs) And Dad turned out to be right. (laughs) Yeah. 
So I worked in Australia from uh, 87, July 4th, 1987, I actually started. I think they had a holiday year to celebrate. And then uh, I... uh, (laughs) I've heard that. (laughs) And I worked in Australia through to 1994. In 1994, I was having a conversation with Jerry, who was then my boss. And I said, hey, Jerry, is there anything else you'd like me to do? I think I could do some more work. And he said, funny, you should ask, uh, would you consider moving to the United States? And I said, to do what? And he said, well... uh, to get serious about taking the blue and yellow can with little red top to the world. You seem to have a passion about that. Why don't you come over here and help me? And I said, mm-hmm. okay. So I packed, we packed up our toys and we moved from Sydney to San Diego. And then three years later, Jerry retired. And for some reason, the board of directors thought that this guy from Australia who had actually never been to wall street might be okay at uh, helping uh, build the company globally. So that's the story. 35 wow. years later, here I am. 25 years as the CEO. I often say my 25 years is the the completion of my leadership apprenticeship. That's what I've been doing. Oh, wow. So you've learned a lot in 25 years, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, uh, so your dad was right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, dad was right. Yeah, fathers everywhere now want to hear that over and over and over. They're going back and listening to that. Dad was right. Dad was right. Dad was right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what's it like to lead this international company and to place so much emphasis on a positive work culture? Well, I think today more than ever, Joey, that business has the opportunity and the responsibility to make a a positive difference in the world. And I often say, imagine a place where you go to work every day, you make a contribution to something bigger than yourself. Mm. You learn something new, you're protected and set free by a compelling set of values and you go home happy. Happy people create happy families, happy families create happy communities and happy communities create a happy world. And by golly, we need a happy world. So I think that even though we just sell oil in a can, or as you said, we create positive lasting memories. The thing that I am so proud of is that over this period of time, we've been able to help people have great lives, go home happy and create great families and do what they need to do. So to me, it's been an unbelievable privilege and honor to wake up every morning and to have the responsibility of of many people, you know, we sell our brand in 176 countries around the world. Wow. You know, we often say the sun never sets on the blue and yellow can with the little red top. Well, the sun never setting, that's a really visible image. I love the way you talk about, Gary, your team members going home happy. What do you do to attract top talent and help them go home happy each day? Well, if you were to be looking at our careers page on our website, Mm -hmm. the first thing that throws up at you is these are the values of our organization. This is what we stand for. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we really attract people who want to live our values, values like doing the right thing, creating positive, lasting memories, you know, innovation, the things that, so we're a values driven organization and many people come to us today because they know that we are values driven and they know that they're going to be treated with respect and dignity. They know that they're going to join a learning culture. You know, we don't make mistakes. Believe this or not, I've never made a mistake in my life. (laughs) How'd you do that? (laughs) Well, but what I've had is millions of learning moments. Mm -hmm. So, and a learning moment is a positive or negative outcome of any situation that needs to be openly and freely shared to benefit all people. So we attract people by values, respect and dignity. 
We treat them with care, candor, accountability, and responsibility. And we're a place where if you want to learn and you want to develop, this is a place for you to come. Wow. And all serving people through a little blue and yellow can with a red top. It's absolutely yes. amazing. So the key to your success has been caring for people in amazing ways. When Jerry retired and you stepped up, Gary, what did you discover there that you transformed and worked on transforming as a part of the culture into WD-40's culture today? Well, you know, I, I became CEO and I'll tell you, I was scared. I believe that one thing was clear to me, micromanagement was not scalable. And if we were back then, we were primarily a U.S. brand, but we wanted to go global. Okay. So I looked around and I thought, how do I learn to be a better servant leader? Because I thought that was the way to go. And I went back to school. I'd become CEO and I actually went back and did a master's degree in leadership hmm. soon after becoming CEO. And that's where I met our dear friend, Dr. Ken Blanchard mm. and Ken, who I wrote the book with. And Ken was my professor at the University of San Diego. Mm. And um, it was there that I really realized that it was all about the people. So we started to implement you know, a lot of the servant leadership principles. In fact, I then went back and I actually teach at USD now uh, mm. around culture in, in the program that I took. So it was that that was really, really important to me at that time was defining out how, and that's how we did it. Yeah. So Greenleaf's uh, 10 organizing principles of servant leadership really drove your leadership. How did you, you said you looked around the landscape and you discovered that micromanaging was not scalable, right? Well, so often we, when we sit in the big chair, the way that you do, that knowledge somehow doesn't penetrate our work habits. How did you ensure that uh, you avoided micromanaging and really empowered your people to live out those core values of WD-40? Well, firstly, you have to be aware of what you're not good at. Another good friend of mine is Marshall Goldsmith, wrote a wonderful book called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. Mm. And these are the 20-some habits that great leaders have in some level of abundance. And in fact, now let me introduce you to someone who's very undesirable, if I may. Uh, this is This is Al. Uh, Al is the, the soul-sucking CEO of Fear, Inc. And, and Al has... Al good, has, morning. good morning, Al. It's good to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. Al has some... <laughs> yeah, well, we don't... We, you know, he, he's really not a desire. Let me tell you, he'll share with you Al's bad habits. And all of those that are with us today are going to start nodding their head that they know some Al's. Al's ego... He eats his empathy instead of his empathy eating his ego. Mm. Al believes micromanagement is essential. Mm. Al is corporate royalty. Al has spent his life climbing up the ladder of this corporate organization. I am now royalty. Thou shall bow down to Al. <laughs> Al loves a fear-based culture. Mm. Al is a master of control. He's a know-it-all. Al has all the answers. He thinks learning is for losers. He must always be right. He hates feedback and he doesn't follow through on his commitments. So, you know, I think if we're aware of these Al habits, we've got an opportunity to um, change those habits. So I think those are the things that we've got to really focus in on. Oh, wow. Well, I, I must say just meeting Al, my soul's a little drier. Yeah. Um, yeah. But hey, Work Positive Nation, how many of us have worked for an hour? Ooh, don't answer that out loud unless you're in the car or on the Peloton by yourself, right? We know that. 
So self-awareness is huge when you're in a leadership position in moving from it's about me to it's about we. And that must be the key to your not only attracting top talent, but keeping top talent over the years, Gary. Yeah, it is. Uh, and again, you know, being self-aware, you know, what I often think about, Jerry, is is we're just these kind of basic human beings mm. bumbling our way down this pathway of life, right? Mm-hmm. And as leaders, what happens is there's these thieves in the bushes mm. and they're thieves of micromanagement and jealousy and greed and short-termism. And they run out and they grab us and they take us into the bushes yeah. and we wake up and we're there. So I think it's really important for us as leaders to be self-aware and to be rechecking ourselves. Now, those of us who see us on video right now, you'll see behind me, there's Uh a big old white, you know, sticky note thing with a lot of sticky notes on it. This is how stupid I am because I have to remind (laughs) myself a lot around what's important and what's not. In Mm. fact, on my computer screen in front of me, I have a little sticky note. And this is something that I learned from Marshall Goldsmith. I ask myself this question a lot. Am I being the person I want to be right now? Mm. And then who is that person? Mm. And I list these things. I want to be grateful. I want to be caring. I want to be empathetic. I want to be reasonable. I want to be a listener. I want to be fact-based. I want to have a balanced opinion. I want to be a I want to be curious. I want to be a learner and I want to throw sunshine, not a shadow. Why does the CEO of a U.S. public company have to have a stupid sticky note like that in their, on their computer? Because <laughs> I have to be reminded all the time yes. of who I want to be because it's that person that's a better leader than this person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, this stupid sticky note keeps you from being Al, right? Exactly. Yeah, we all need reminders. And I love the way that you're using something physical to remind you to focus on the positive and filter out all that negative. Because you're, when you're focusing on those positive qualities, right, you're a better person, Gary. Um, and when you're a better person as a leader, WD-40 becomes a better company. Correct. Yeah, Correct. that's amazing. Well, it's not just you, my friend. I have sticky notes all over the place, too. And I even use my uh, the screensaver on my computers to scroll something that I need to focus on, you know, as, as yep. I become aware. So may your tribe increase, right? Yes. So in WD4, you have clearly defined values. You obviously are highly self-aware and do things daily to keep yourself focused on what it is that makes you the best Gary Ridge possible so that you can lead WD-40 in the best ways possible. How do you measure those values and that culture at WD-40? So two ways. Number one, we've been doing employee opinion surveys since 1999. One of the first things I implemented was I want to understand the pulse of our business. I want to understand. And in fact, I don't know whether you know the the numbers, but we have a 93% employee engagement level. 98% of our people globally say they love to tell people they work at our company. 97% of our people globally say they respect their coach, who is their boss. We don't have managers. Everyone's called a coach. And 94% of our people globally say they're excited about their place in the company's future. So 
we do the employee opinion surveys now every two years. But the other thing we do, we embed our values in our review system. And the book that I wrote with Ken talks about that. So every 90 days, we have these one-on-one conversations with our tribe members, their coach, and then and who they lead. And we ask them to talk about how they've lived our values in the last 90 days. Give us real examples. And we only have two measurements of our values. You either live them or you visit them. And we don't want too many visitors. So, you know, that's, again, people have to adopt and embed. And it's the repetition of embedding and true examples of, you know, tell me, how did you create a positive lasting memory in the last 90 days? Tell Mm. me, how did you, one of our values is we do the right thing. Tell me how you did the right thing and lived that in the last 90 days. So um, those are the ways we not only measure, but embed the behaviors. Mm, so your valuation is based on the values. So those values are integrated into everything WD-40 does. Absolutely. Yeah, so and how- that's what sets people free. My, my goal was that anybody in the company can make any decision they need to make without quacking up the hierarchy by yeah. using our values. So it, it empowers people. You make the decision. Just use our values and you'll make the right decision. Wow. So... What was the reaction when you first began to push that power down? Because, you know, we typically, particularly here in America, think top down, hierarchical approach, command and control, ego driven, Al, right? That's what we tend to think. How did your managers, your coaches react when you began to say, hey, just make the right decision, do the right thing? Well, they were scared because their past history would be punishment if they failed. But remember, simultaneously, we took the word failure out and we said, you can have a learning moment. Mm. You know, I know that everything's not going to be right. If you use our values and can demonstrate that you've used our values in making the decision Mm. and you've had a negative outcome or a negative learning moment and you can prove that you've learned from that, you'll be great. Mm. Everything will be so because fear is one of the most disabling emotions we have, you know, and you don't hear many people running through the corridors of companies yelling out, I failed today. (laughs) No, no, they're like cockroaches. They're finding the dark corner with their mistake. But what you do here at WD-40 company is, you know what? I just had a learning moment. Here's what it was. And this is the positive of it. And I'm going to share it with people. Well, this Mm. is what I learned from it. And I want to share it with people. Mm. So what mechanisms, what structures do you have in place for those learning moments to be shared at WD-40, Gary? It's open conversation all the time. Most meetings, most conversations we have is what did we learn from this? Mm. You know, it's that openness of, hey, is there a learning moments hidden in here somewhere? Let's find it. What are some examples of those learning moments that you've experienced personally of late? Well, let me give you an example of a learning moment that's attached to our values, because I think this is a great little story. So our second value of the company is we value creating positive, lasting memories in all of our relationships. Mm. So I was at a meeting in the company some time ago, early one morning, and there was someone in that meeting who wasn't creating positive, lasting memories. They were having a bad morning. Mm. So as the leader, as the coach, what do you do in that situation? Well, you could stop the meeting and reprimand the person. Hey, Joey, you're being a you know yeah. SOB this morning and I don't appreciate <laughs> your behavior. Right. What happens then? He gets, yeah. <laughs> what happens then? He gets embarrassed and everyone else in the room says, when am I going to be you know stamped on in public? That doesn't right. work. Mm. Do nothing. That doesn't work. Mm. Or 
rely on one of your values as a learning. So when the meeting was over, I said to him, hey, Jay, let's go for a walk. So we we walked outside the building and here I am looking under the the seat of the a car and in the back of something and, you know, in a trash can. And he says, what the hell are you doing? And I said, I'm looking for you. He said, what do you mean? I said, the you I know and love was not in that room today. Mm. You weren't creating positive. What's on your mind? Mm. Are you okay? And then we had a coaching conversation. Mm. And at the end of it, you know, I learned in the conversation he had had a bad morning, right? So, you know, we had that learning. We hugged at the end. He went inside and he apologized to some of the people. And all of them said, we knew that wasn't you. So, you know, using your values as a pathway to coaching is a great learning moment opportunity. Mm. So what were what were his continuing mornings like? I mean, what, what did he take from that experience with you and, and move forward with? Well, he could honestly ask himself the question, am I being the person I want to be right now? Mm. Which I mm. think is really important. So it heightened his self-awareness and he began Absolutely. to seek actions that would reflect his best Absolutely. self. That's an amazing story. I love the dramatic effect of looking around <laughs> for yeah. in, in the car. That was a, in the a, trash can. Is you in there? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing story. I love the dramatic effect that got his uh, his attention and really uh, opened him up to transformation in amazing ways. Yeah. Gary Ridge, the chairman and CEO of WD40, is my guest on this episode of Work Positive Podcast. Gary, you've been there 25 years, WD40. I mean, with those numbers you quoted earlier, obviously it's a place where people are standing in line to work. I suspect the great resignation had very little impact on WD40. Am I right? Yeah, and I actually call it the great escape. Ah. Um, What's I wrote an article on LinkedIn about that where I challenged, mm-hmm. I asked this question, are people escaping to or escaping from your culture? Mm-hmm. Because I think what happened was, what I observed was, you know, before COVID, you know, our type cultures existed, they all exist. People sure. would go to work every day. You know, most of them would disengage, but it was okay. You know, I, I'll put up with this. And they went home and life was okay. You know, so, you know, life went on. Right. COVID hit, they went to work maybe, or they didn't, and work was not okay. And guess what? Home wasn't really okay either. So they said, something has to give here, you know. And in sadly, in some uh, cases, it was relationships. But a lot of people said, you know what, I, I that's it. I'm not putting up with this anymore. Mm. And people are escaping these toxic cultures. So one positive from COVID is I think it – gave leaders a slap up the side of the head Mm. to say, we've really got to start thinking about how do we have people high five their partner or whoever when they leave each day and say, I can't wait to go to work because it's a place where it's exciting. They're learning, they're treated with respect and dignity and they, they have fun and, you know, they feel like they've accomplished. So Mm. I think that's our challenge. That's our challenge. And we better learn from it. So COVID was really a wake-up call for all leaders to say, you know, why are your people coming to work? What is it they exactly. want to do? Because they have options. Yeah, That's really interesting. I mentioned before we started recording, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter, and she's a little bit ahead developmentally in terms of asking the why question chronically, right, over and over and over. Usually you're three when you do that. But uh, she asked me the other day, where are you going, Pops? And I said, to work. And she said, Why? 
That was a learning moment for me, Gary, because I was like, okay, I'm going to begin to shape her definition of work right here, right now. So rather than saying to pay the bills or because I have to or something like that, I think COVID forced us all to redefine work. Why do you go to work? So I looked at her and said, because I have fun. I like to work. It's fun. Then we began a little conversation about her work. What are you going to do today? And she took me to her baby doll and showed me those are her developmental tasks. So the, the happiness factor that you're helping create there, that culture is one that the rest of so many companies around the world are just catching up with, right? Yeah. What were some of the challenges that you experienced in transforming the culture at WD-40 that those who are playing catch up with creating this type of culture can expect? Well, let me share with you my algorithm for culture. Culture equals parentheses, values plus behavior, close parentheses times consistency. So Mm. when I was a young guy back in Australia going to my science class, my science teacher gave me a Petri dish. And the science teacher said, we're going to grow culture in this Petri dish. So (laughs) number one, what's important? What you put in there. So Mm. my, my first challenge to anybody today is, do you have the right ingredients in your Petri dish? Do you have a clearly defined purpose? Do you have a set of values that you know, protect and set people free? Do you have a, a culture that reduces fear by having learning moments, not making mistakes? You know, Do you treat people with care? Are you candid with people? No lying, no faking, no hiding. I believe most people don't lie. I believe they fake and hide in organizations because of fear. Are you clear about what you're going to hold each other accountable for, wow. but all understanding what our responsibility is to each other. Are those ingredients in there? Fine. Mm-hmm. Now you've got the ingredients in the Petri dish. Mm-hmm. You need to watch that Petri dish every day. And as a leader, you have to love your people enough mm-hmm. to not only applaud them and reward them for doing great work, but here's the push. You have to be brave enough to redirect them when they're putting toxic cultures in the Petri dish because the toxic ingredients will harm the good ingredients a lot quicker. And you have to do it consistently day after day after day. It's simple. It's not easy. And time is not your friend. You Mm. cannot create culture with fairy dust. Mm. You can't sprinkle it over an organization. Mm. You have to have the ingredients and you have to be committed. And consistent over time. Because, uh, boy, in our microwave world today, right, we just want to yeah. add in the, okay, here are our values. Now go be positive, right? <laughs> it just doesn't happen that way. So consistency builds trust. And trust is really the currency of transformation within the culture of any organization. How did you build trust as you established this positive work culture at WD-40, Gary? Do what you say you're going to do. Simple yet profound, right? Just do it day after day after day with integrity. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Gary Ridge is chairman and CEO of WD-40. Get yourself a blue and yellow can with a red top, right? If you haven't already, you probably have them all over the place. And the next time you pick up that can, I want you to think about Gary Ridge and how that can got into your hands and the people who are going home happy and how you too work positive nation can work in that kind of company. Gary, we empower companies through culture, right? And the persons, this is everyone's responsibility at WD40 to live out those values and to create that positive work culture. 
What's one bit of advice that you give you can give today, not just to a CEO, but to someone who's struggling under an owl, right? The soul-sucking fear ink leader. What one piece of advice can you give to them to say, hey, just do this, begin this today, and you too can begin to transform culture? Make sure that your empathy eats your ego. Your ego doesn't eat your empathy. Hmm. Say that again, Gary. That's golden. Make sure that your empathy eats your ego, that your ego doesn't eat your empathy. So first, to unpack that a little bit, how do I know when my ego is eating my empathy? It's all about you, 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 instead of about they, they, and how you can serve others. You know, life is a gift. Don't send it back unwrapped. We've got a lot of unwrapping to do, and we are here to serve. So, you know, let's serve our people, and they will serve us. Yeah, and the people are your fellow team members, the persons who purchase your can or WD-40 or whatever product that you're rolling out or service. Mm. Okay, how do I know when my empathy is eating my ego? You'll become Al. You'll start to develop or you'll have a lot of those attributes mm. that I that I just said. But, you know, it's again, you know, leaders don't wake up. We don't wake up as human beings every morning with an objective of how we're going to treat people badly, mostly. Mm. So be aware of, ask this, answer this question. Am I being the person I want to be right now? Mm. And who is that person? And then practice that. Mm. and you'll enjoy a better life. Yeah. And to your point, Gary, uh, Sherm in, in survey after survey has consistently discovered over half of the people who leave a job leave not because of a bad job, but because of a bad boss. They hate their boss. Yeah. 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 Would not want to go to a dinner party with their boss at all, would they, and, and are looking to get out. So Yeah, they often challenge people this. If you're a great leader... What is the reaction when someone books a an appointment on your Outlook? Is it, I can't wait to see Joey? Or, <laughs> oh, no, I'm sick. I won't be there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or they start to get sick knowing that they have to be there. To be there, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Wow. Gary Ridge is the chairman and CEO of WD-40, the blue and yellow can with the red top, which is an amazing product in and of itself. Gary, my t- one of my takeaways today is what's more amazing is that you created a culture where people want to come and make that WD-40 and distribute that WD-40 in 176 countries, is it? Around yes. Yeah. yeah. That's absolutely amazing. How can Work Positive Nation learn more and get in touch with you, Gary? Um, I have a website, www.thelearningmoment.net. I'm uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, just uh, search me, G-A-R-R-Y-R-I-D-G-E. I publish articles there, share learning there. So those are probably the two best places. All right. Wonderful. And we've got that URL in the show notes, uh, Work Positive Nation. So if you want to go there, if you're walking your dog or something right now, the learningmoment.net is it. But just go to the show notes and you'll find it there. And also uh, the Unexpected Learning Moment is the name of the book that Gary wrote with Martha Finney, as well as Helping People Win at Work, along with Ken Blanchard. Gary, I'm inspired. I've learned a lot today. I expected to learn a lot, and I did from you. So thank you so much for the gift of your wisdom and your time. Thanks for investing in Work Positive Nation today. May you receive back a hundredfold what you've invested in us today, my friend. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. And 
I'm so proud to be able to share my scar tissue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hold up, Al, one more time. So, so those of us who are on YouTube can see him. Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. banish Al. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Garrett. Hey, if you're just listening to the audio version of this podcast, you got to go on YouTube or on our website at WorkPositive.today to see what Gary just did to Al. Al got <laughs> slam dunked. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Ridge, thank you so much for your gift today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Work Positive Podcast with your host, executive coach and culture architect, Dr. Joey Fawcett. Please share this podcast with your friends who are small business leaders so they can create a positive work culture that increases productivity and profits. Get your free 15-point work positive checklist to help you attract top talent and reduce team turnover. Download the checklist at workpositive.today slash checklist. Remember, it pays to work positive.